Hello and welcome to the podcast where we discuss history and its tea. My name is Elizabeth. And my name is Paige. And this is Ye Ye Old Tea Time. Time. So today we will be discussing Lady Fu Hao. Um, so she was actually born sometime around 1040 BCE. Every source I found actually said that, but a lot of sources actually said that she died in 1200 BCE, <laughs> but she died at the age of 33. So <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't find a, the year that she died, which, you know, I could probably, you know, do math and find out, but, um, <laughs> your face. My math is not the best in the world, but I doubt but if she died at 33, <laughs> I doubt that was over a hundred and something years after she was born. Call yeah. me crazy. Yeah. But that I don't add up. That don't add up at all. Um, now she was one of uh, King Wu Ding's many wives. It was actually believed that he had 64 wives. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> He had a lot. Um, Man must have loved his weddings. Yeah. Yep. Uh, She was a high-born princess of the Shang Dynasty. She was definitely well-educated. Now, during the war on their northern border, she actually decided to volunteer herself as a general. And she was a teenager. How did she get away with that? I, I don't know. I... When I was a teenager, I was lazy in my room playing video games, watching movies. <laughs> I know this because I was the teenager in the in the room with you. Yeah, <laughs> but a general—that's crazy. Um, it's impressive, is what it is. But I'm more surprised that they actually let her. It, her husband did let her. Yep, he let her get the military training. And I. Uh, well, not like he didn't have 63 other replacements. He actually... Re- <laughs> well, he was really sweet. He actually traveled the countryside with her as she was getting that training. Oh, was she his favorite? Yes. That's kind of cute. Yeah, it was cute. I can't believe he let her do that because she was tiny. She was adorable, but she was <laughs> tiny. She um, was a she fierce. <laughs> uh, he actually, they noticed that the generals that he did assign um, in the northern border weren't going to win. Uh, so he decided to actually send her out there to help them. Um, she was the first, on record, first female general in Chinese history. Never send a man to do a woman's job, apparently. <laughs> uh, her weapon of choice was a broad axe. A broad axe. I feel like you should be taking pictures of my facial expressions. Because <laughs> that axe is probably bigger than she was. There's actually a statue of her with the axe, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, that was her weapon of choice. Honestly, pictures fucking... Pictures will be posted on our Instagram. A fucking badass. Definitely, um, you know, 
I, that would be my weapon of choice, honestly. Just swing and hack. <laughs> uh, I'd be more of a spear type because then you have range against your opponent to, t to make it easier to dodge. True. True. Anybody who's ever seen me play an RPG knows I am the long-range person. I would, I would have like a freaking um, long ass axe, you know. With, I wouldn't have the little one, the little hatchet. You have a full on war axe. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Now she did help win the war, and over time she did actually help extend their borders. <laughs> That's impressive. I mean, there's nothing really I can say to that. Right. Um, now, she had 13,000 soldiers with her during the war, and that was considered the biggest in the century. And he actually, her husband had so much confidence in her, he also made her the high priestess, which is not something that women got to do. It was always men. He loved her. Like... Yes, he did. He. I don't think it's just love. I think he highly respected her. Oh, yeah. He did. He did. Um, he, he had so much confidence in her. First in women's rights. You go, don't, you go dude. Right? Um, now, with this position, she actually was in charge of grand sacrifices in the Shang Dynasty. Um, so, she definitely was the favorite because he allowed her to be in charge of that. Um, now, she even became a Lord of Vessel State, uh, where she had a Lord of a Vessel State, where she had 3,000 soldiers of her own. <laughs> yeah, so she, she was pretty, she was pretty badass. She, she had her own little estate and her soldiers, and she was a high priestess. <laughs> So, during this time, she actually did have many children uh, with the king. Uh, one of her children was actually uh, Xiao Yi. Um, he was actually the heir to the throne. Oh, so she was, of all his wives, she was technically his empress? Yes, technically. She, he actually started referring to her as a queen after giving birth to him. It was weird. And well, Queen, from my from our previous podcast about Anne Boleyn, a son is a big factor in, in keeping the queen alive, basically. Yeah. Well, I'm, I doubt he would do it, but he had 63 other replacements if needed. I don't understand. Like, I don't think he actually had an empress. I couldn't find anything on him with the empress. Um, it just said that he had them, which I'm assuming was considered concubines. Okay, was he technically, so he was he technically an emperor or just a king? Uh, he was the king of, okay. of the Shang. Yeah. Okay, taking back my previous empress comment. So she was the first one he actually claimed as queen. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, you know, being considered a queen after giving birth, which made her even more badass. Uh, <laughs> Um, From the sound of this woman, she probably went off to battle two days after she gave birth with the baby. She actually continued. I'm she not continued surprised. going to war. I'm um, not surprised. She did suddenly die. Uh, there are actually many theories. Um, 
as to how she died, one of the theories is that she died from a um, from being heartbroken after losing her son. Aww. Yeah, um, she fell ill at that time, and then losing her son was pretty much kind of like the final blow to her. She was so young, only thirty-three. Yeah, but died two hundred years after she was born. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Pretty much, yes. Yes. Um, so, another theory that is said is that she died from either childbirth or getting a lethal wound from many of the wars. For all we know, it could have been kind of a combination of all of the above. Yeah. I mean, she could have gotten sick from childbirth or childbed fever, as they called it in, later on. Um, is what they referred to it, but also just didn't have the will to go on because she lost her son, the, the heir to the throne. Yeah, and I, I hate that. I don't. I couldn't find anything else about her children. Nothing. Like he was the only one, and there wasn't much information on him. Which I will get to that. Like why there wasn't much information on her. Um, well, probably just lack of documentation because even up until fairly what you you call recently documentation was not the best in the world like a lot of them never bothered writing down birth dates and most of it's just speculation at this point because only if you did something amazing were records actually kept or if you were a highborn Uh, i'm about to talk about her tomb we'll see Uh um (laughs) no it was good now um when she passed away he loved her so much he actually felt that um he needed to marry her to one of his ancestors uh he married her to one of his ancestors the first and fourth king of the shang dynasty in hopes that she wouldn't be lonely and that she'd be taken care of after life I know. I mean, it's a little weird. He actually had ceremonies for these weddings as well. Uh, Like big. He just liked weddings. Big ceremonies for her. Uh, I I don't know. I just think he. (laughs) I don't think it was weddings. I think he just really, really loved her. I mean, she was an amazing woman. It's kind of sad that a woman who did so many great things isn't well-known all over the world. In all honesty, growing up in America, in school, we learned some European history, mostly American, of course, but very little Asian history, and in that, we miss so many amazing individuals, so many customs we don't know anything about, and if only we could incorporate more regions into schools and into history lessons, it would really round out things and help people understand different cultures better yeah the only reason like i got interested in um chinese korean uh japanese history is because i watch i watch dramas (laughs) and those are like my favorite ones i hate the ones that are like you know current time i love the ones that are during like feudal eras so maybe i'll find one about her yeah that'd be cool um, I know there's like a book about her, but I couldn't find it to read it. Um, and there's another, there's one book about her, and then there's a book that um, has like a bunch of like women in China that was pretty much badass. 
Now, um, in 1976 is when her tomb was actually discovered in Shangping um, County, Beijing. But thanks to the Oracle Bones is actually why we learned about her in the first place. Yes, her, the Oracle Bones. Um, these were found in her tomb. Her tomb was massive. Like, there's pictures of it. Like, it's really cool. Like, her, um, because her tomb was, you know, she was found to be the most preserved. Um, I think I read somewhere that it was actually, like, preserved on the level of King Tut. Oh. Yeah. That's how, yeah. And I'm glad that they discovered it because if they didn't, we wouldn't know anything about her. You know, besides yeah. that statue. We want to know anything about her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, I hate this part, but I understand their customs. Um, her tomb was actually... Uh, they discovered remains of servants in her tomb. So they can actually serve her in the afterlife. What was crazy is in, um, in her tomb, there were little cut-out shelves with dead servants in it. And it just had bones in there. Well, I don't have a sinking suspicion those servants weren't dead when they went in. Uh, I don't... I Probably not. Well, probably not. Well, no, they probably gave them poison or something and considered it as, like, a sacrifice. I'd say so, because I feel like if they were buried alive, they'd see that they would have found evidence. Yeah. Especially because they were laying down in those little shelves. Um... Now, she was buried with her axe and many of her hairpins. There's a lot of stuff that she was actually buried with. You know, like the typical, um, like gold, uh, her precious items. Um, so yeah, she actually was the best preserved in the Shang Dynasty, which I actually found on ancient dot, or sorry, dash origins.net. Um, I got that information on there. Uh, there wasn't many sources on her, unfortunately. Um, I will link those in the show notes if you want to read up on her. So, <laughs> she was she was badass. She was a teenager, wanted to be a general. She definitely had goals in her life. Um, she took the feminine norms of the time and basically backslapped them. <laughs> yeah. she she ran she was like this is what's happening don't stand in my way I am not gonna put up with these social norms basically I pity the poor fool who tried to stop her yeah she had an ex <laughs> <laughs> who would want to stop her she <laughs> fucking chop them down right where they stand and deliver she had an axe. It's true, though. I mean, if that was me and someone tried to stand in my way and I had an axe, I would look at the axe, look at them, and be like, you want to do this, really? Because we'll go. We'll go. Not to mention the king standing behind her, with a, probably with a look on his face like he knows what's coming. <laughs> right? He's probably like, she pulls this on me all the time. <laughs> honey, honey, you cannot kill a fellow general, honey. <laughs> honey, sweetheart. Oh, come on. That'll be fun, though. Okay, this has been Ye Old Tea Time. Tune in next time to see where in history we take you all.
Have a good day. I'm Paige. I'm Elizabeth. And thank you for listening.